Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talking to girls is hard. Oh, I know. I am a girl. Talking to me is hard. But I'm going to make it easier for you because I am your banter coach, the go-to banter guru, your banter bitch, your no-wit-all, the one who's going to teach you how to get her to respond, how to be charismatic, how to say witty things, and how to never run out of things to say. But how am I going to teach you all of these things? Simple. I've done this now hundreds of times, and I have step-by-step instructions, fail-proof methods, exercises, and tons more that'll get you communicating in a way she can't resist. So go to kristinandchill.com to get banter coaching like you cannot find anywhere else. I promise you there's nothing else like this that exists in the world. You've got quite a special diamond here. So use this special diamond to help you find your special diamond so that you can buy her a diamond. And yeah, okay. Anyway, go to kristinandchill.com. I can't wait to see you there. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310-299-9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask When Podcast, we have an expert telling you the things you need in your home to attract women and the things that are in your home or the things you're doing to your home that may be turning women off and having them run for the door. She's also going to talk about her own dating life and how she uses apps. She's got some very good information to share. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. We're just admiring our guests' thumbs, which could do probably pretty fancy things in the bedroom. (laughs) We have Carla Sophia from Carla Sophia Interiors. And we are going to talk to her about being a interior designer, but also being single. But we're going to talk to you guys about getting your space looking good for the ladies and so many other good things. Well, actually, so Kristen, you're not going to say an exact story, but can you tell me in your dating experience why? Actually, I want to welcome Carla first, right? Welcome, Carla. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm (laughs) excited to be here. So I never really realized I was double-jointed until I was young and someone said, is your thumb broken? So (laughs) I've had this for a very long time. And (laughs) 
That's crazy. I used to, oh my God, I used to always wish I was double jointed because I had a friend who could do something similar with like all of her fingers. Like they all bent back. And I was like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish my fingers bent back. If only you'd be successful today. I know, seriously. Imagine where I'd be if I could have those. So, Kristen, can you tell me a little bit about men and their living space and why it's important? And also, whether or not, or when it becomes important. Like, is it important for a 20-year-old? Is it important for a 30-year-old? Like, when does that space become something that's like attached to who that man is and can have an impact on how you see him? Yeah. Well, I would say as a 20-year-old, your main priority would be just cleanliness, just being clean. You don't have to have amazing furniture and you don't have to have an eye for design. You just have to have furniture like at that point, right? Like you're just like, oh my God, you have a space and a mattress. Like that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Like if you can just invest in a bed frame from the age of 20 on, you are going to be way above <laughs> the other dudes around yeah. you. My yeah. ex-boyfriend who I was with for eight years when we met, he had a mattress on the floor and he was a complete slob. And it was disgusting really but mm-hmm. i overlooked it cuz we connected I like and i just was pushing it aside and pushing the garbage aside as well literally but if i looked back on that and had a little more maturity i would have ran based on what i saw yeah so there's definitely age ranges as now a girl in my 30s seeing a guy with less than impeccable taste is okay but you want to show that you don't, I don't know, live in, in another era or you're not borrowing your parents' stuff. Like in your 30s, you want to level up. You don't have to have a mansion and you don't have to have things from Pottery Barn, which are super expensive. If you have stuff from Ikea, but it's put together well and you just oh, yeah. have like some arrangement, I am turned on by that. Literally. Uh, yeah, turned on. Like literally, if somebody does have good style, it's like, oh, I like you more for some yes. like it just happens. But Carla, can you speak to this? Because you're going into people's homes all the time. So you probably see the good, the bad, and the ugly. But why why is it so important? And from a female perspective as well, why oh, is it so important? Well, sure. I can definitely speak on this. And I will have to agree with Kristen. In a sense of there is an age range, but it does start with cleanliness. I mean, if you're not taught that or have that sense about you, it is downhill from there in so many ways. And that goes from cleanliness to your home, to your own body, but I'll stop there. Right. But as a designer, you know, going into, especially living in Los Angeles, I mean, I'm hired by many different age groups. I'm hired by young men in their 20s who are very millennial. I'm not a millennial. A little bit above that. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of gratefully. Yeah. But I can speak to that in the sense that having just a sense of style of who you are is just great. And as she says, you don't have to have, you know, walk in and have this polyform kitchen at the age of 30 or even 40 or, or have this like architectural digest taste, but you have to have some personal flair. And I think that kind of comes from knowing yourself and having a space that you could realize that it's that old saying, I don't know if your mom ever said it, but like it's messy bed, messy head. So it's like, if you don't, yeah, yeah, if you don't make your bed in the morning, you have a messy head. So if you walk in and a guy's place or a woman's place is just, just cluttered and there's no rhyme or reason. It's kind of a reflection of where they're at in their lives at that point. So from there, you kind of have to clean that out and then start designing and finding out who they are. 
I hope that answered your question. Yeah, definitely. Well, how about from a, a personal perspective? Have you had experiences where you have been dating guys and you've walked into their home and either it's impeccable and in great taste or just sloppy and horrible? And has that had an impact on how you responded to them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'll say that when I walk into a man's home, because like her, when I walked into a guy's home when I was a late teen or early 20s, my expectations were, are you cute? <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you have a mattress? Or, you know, what is it that you have? And, you know, but cleanliness was huge. My mom was very clean. So my expectations were limited, but I still wanted them to have flavor. And that also went to like the music they liked and things like that. So, but when I'm walking to a man's home right now and I see something, when she's a different era, I laughed because I actually did go on a date and I want to say it was maybe like a year and a half. I can't even remember. It, time's all blended, especially this past year. So maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago, I had gone on a date to, out to eat and then met him at his apartment. doesn't sound like that, but just for like light drinks and stuff on the patio. It was very dated. And you know, I'm not like, I'm not one to judge who that person is and how they feel and, and if they're good or bad, just because they have dated furniture. But there is something to be said about still seeing gym bags hanging up in not a proper gym area, you know, where it looks like still like a college boy, but yet they're 45. So that's a turnoff to me. Right. It's a turnoff on how, on a personal level, how they keep their home. And there's been times where I've walked in and their house has been just beautiful, impeccable, and it's been their own flavor or they hired a designer and they realize that the space that they create for themselves is a huge reflection of how they want to live. And so also as a designer, I ask questions to clients and I might be jumping around here a bit. So stop me and redirect me if you need to. No, it's good. I like it. But as a designer and as a woman, I always ask myself, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel like as a woman? How do you want to feel in six months? So the actions that I do today, it's going to help me to get to that place of how I want to feel. So whether that's peaceful or serene or happy or in love. And, and so I will take those actions to promote that. And it's the same thing with my personal space. Or if I'm working with someone, their personal space is how do they want to feel every day? Do they want to be excited and wake up with this pow, wow? Or do they want to feel like a retreat? And so I kind of get their vibe and their personality and, and go from there when I start designing someone's home. Very interesting. Well, so let me ask you a question about you specifically with the guy from a year and a half ago or whatever it was. So when you did walk in and you saw that his furniture was a bit outdated, basically it didn't like level him up by having that. It may not have knocked him down that much, but have you ever had a guy like that where you're like, okay, I really like you. This could be a fun project of fixing up your apartment. Is it always seen as this negative? And this is for Kristen as well, because... I mean, Kristen, you just said you dated somebody for eight years who had bad taste and a mattress on the floor. And I'm sure you've dated many guys in between who you really liked, but their apartments or homes weren't really up to par on what you would have liked. It could be something that could be improved together. Yeah. I'll go first. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to equate a man's house for that he's a certain way because it's dated in the 90s or something like that. And therefore not, he's not good enough for me. I don't feel that way. Someone's like, I know that I would like my place to look better. And so yeah, there has been some fun projects. And I had dated someone, I want to say a few years ago, who 
was building a couple of homes and he knew what he liked. He just didn't really know how to pull it together. And he had great taste and we started dating and then he asked me to help him. So it was like, that was super fun, you know, because plus it's great when you're kind of building from scratch and you get to start with all of that. But I will say too, that sometimes it's funny, you know, I will look back to the guy who, when I went to his apartment, he was old. I mean, he was an older. He was, I don't know, maybe in his 40s and he was divorced and he had children. And so you look at that circumstances like, okay, I'm sure he's got alimony. I'm sure he's got this. <laughs> you know, so you're not going to judge. He's not cut because of it. Yeah. You know, and he's not cut because of it. But what cut him, and I think sometimes it goes hand in, and you might not see this relation, but I do a lot. And he had this like cover of, I'm a great guy. But I knew down like there's like this sheath of I'm great, but inside he wasn't like, and I can tell that by sort of how he sort of talked about this is, I don't know if this is too personal, but how, no he, talked about, say it, yeah, say it. Yeah, how he talked about his children. I didn't see a lot of respect there. And that was the biggest turnoff to me because although I'm childless, I chose not to have children. I still like kids and I'll date a man that has kids, but that there is a turnoff. If you don't have like the utmost respect for your children, especially in their formative years of teenage and becoming adult. Anyway, so his ugly surroundings <laughs> sort of mimicked his Right, ugly. exactly. Right, right. So, so that makes complete sense. Yeah, so that's what I got. And so that was actually my last date with him because it just was a telltale in all areas. Yeah, I think the interiors is part of the building blocks of, is this the right match? So it's not going to be everything, but it's like a Jenga. If you picture, you know, the tower and you pull out one thing and it's like, okay, you know, maybe he's not this. And then you pull out another thing, maybe he's not that. And then maybe the final straw is now his apartment or his home is just really either dirty or kind of shitty. And then you pull out that final Jenga piece and it just topples. Yeah, that's a very good metaphor. Yeah, so it's definitely part of the puzzle, but... Yeah. Uh, I just played guy... Jenga the other day and sometimes it takes seven things to make it fall. So just saying, it's not like... Right. It's not one thing unless you're just, you know, a right. horrible player. I don't know right. if, that, yeah. if that still makes sense in my Let's analogy. Just but just the go metaphor. with it. Just yeah. go with it. Yeah. You were on a roll for a second. I just want to tell you about the guy that I'm seeing now and the interior situation. So the first time I went to his place, the first thing I said was, is it clean? <laughs> and I said it like so desperate, like, please please tell me it's clean. I can't walk in because I'm liking you and I'm having a good time and I'm enjoying getting to know you. I don't want to walk into your apartment and be super disappointed. And so when he said, yes, it's clean, he said it like very emphatically. I didn't realize how clean he was. And he's <gasps> almost like over the top clean where I love it's... Him. Yeah, yeah. He Well, I feel like a dirty garbage human. Oh, so you're the slob. Yeah, I mean, he's so clean. So it's almost intimidating to me. Oh, I like but it. But he is looking to change some of his interiors and I'm trying to give him feedback and what's going on is he's super stubborn. I can tell right now off the get-go and he's not willing to listen. And I almost want Carla to give him a call and be like, (laughs) Kristen was right about the accent pillows. She's also right about the color of the bedding. She's also right about this because he's not really willing to open his mind up, which is another thing that can be frustrating because sometimes guys give off the guy vibe of like, I'm clueless and I I just will let the woman do whatever because I don't know what I'm doing. And then there's the other guys that think they know what they're doing and they don't know what they're doing. And you just want to like shake them by the shoulder. And so this is an interesting getting to know each other moment for me and him. 
to see if he can just be open to things, can be easygoing. And so we'll see. Sounds like we'll you're the stubborn one. <laughs> I'm the stubborn one and him wanting to not be stubborn. Like I'll be stubborn in my fight to make him not right. stubborn. Interesting. So. It's so though too. Like, you know, it's funny about how you were saying he won't give up the throw pillows or something. And it's like, no, he doesn't want throw pillows. He's oh, super, he want throw pillows, he's very but, anti. And okay. I sent him some masculine, like good ones that you would like. Yeah. Right. And he's still anti. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, I think that, you know, I don't, you know, when I think about design sometimes, especially in this day and age, ugh, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but I'm sure there's a masculine and a feminine and, and I know that's not politically correct, but, in design these days, it's so gender fluid. I mean, yeah, yes, definitely. Good design really is about the lines, the balance, the scale and proportion of things. I'm very textural. Like, I love adding texture to my designs. Now, I know that no one can see us, but like, you can see me and my home, and I live in a Spanish home. And so I have a lot of things from traveling. I've got a lot of pottery, and shoot, I've got like Spanish mantas. But I also like, but my furniture is very simple, like beige, but then I'll like throw on the color. That's my flavor. So I like texture, but you know, there's a plenty of bachelor, if you will, that I'll go to and they won't. And maybe it's falling along the architectural lines of the home where it's very simple and you can maybe add that sort of texture or what you want to see in a, in a throw pillow. Maybe Kristen, you can find that in another piece. Like maybe it's something that is a sculpture. You know, I mean, maybe there's something there. There's that nothing else that isn't a throw pillow. Because I completely yeah. get it. My husband cannot stand how many pillows I have. He's like, what the hell do we... He's like, I can't even sit on the couch, can't lie on the bed. There's like 80 million pillows everywhere. <laughs> Let me defend myself because I know guys don't love pillows, but his room is all white, completely white. Everything's white. It's very barren. And so I sent him a picture of one of those long pillows to just add... A lumbar pillow? A lumbar pillow. One of those long kind of round ones or whatever to just yeah. add an accent thing. It wasn't to make it like frou it wasn't to make it anything that a guy couldn't handle. It's just like, here's a little accent piece to just set off some sort of warmth in your room. And he was opposed. So I wasn't trying to get him to have tons of throw pillows. Well, but this is also an interesting thing that is, I mean, it is kind of sexy. Like as Carla said before, you do have to know who you are and what you want, right? Yeah, definitely. I know that you're frustrated with the stubbornness, but I'm sure in some way it's kind of playful the way that you guys are debating this as yeah, well. Yeah, no, it's been fun. Yeah. But I, and it's fun because I am kind of busting his balls a little bit and pushing him because I think some of the artwork that he has looks 80s. So I keep calling him American Psycho because <laughs> it's from the 80s and he's like, you know, he works in finance. So it's a perfect thing to play with. And he's showing like he is open-minded. Well, I might be careful because he might end up killing you. So Well, that's what I'm out. hoping. The whole goal right. of me dating him is just to... Yeah. Just get <laughs> murdered and his all yeah. white bed. <laughs> or just exactly. make the bail, right? Yes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yes. oh, amazing. Well, so Carla, I wanted to ask you something before we go to break. I wanted to ask for like three top tips of like simple things that guys can do to modernize their home or not feminize their home, but like make it female appropriate for inviting for any age level, like must haves that they should have in their bedroom. Because even before you were saying you can go to Ikea and get amazing furniture and look good. So what are like must haves? And then also what are some places that guys can go to to get some inspiration? If they're just like, I don't know what the hell I like, where right. do they go to look at ideas? These are big questions. So are we talking about, did you say bedroom? To clean up their bedroom? 
Well, let's just do bedroom because I would say like okay. some people may have apartments yeah. or some people may have homes, but like, you know, the bedroom is pretty important. So the cleanliness is 100%. If, but like you got to set up good to even get to the bedroom. For sure. But lead like in clean, first. clean yeah. is the, the number one tip that we have. Like tidy and, and clean. Tidy and clean and a fresh made bed. So linens are very important. And when I say linens, I mean bed linens. So nothing was wrong with Kmart, I'm just saying, but I don't want to feel rough sheets. So whether you buy uh, Pima cotton or anything, just to have a soft set of sheets that look crisp on the bed, that could be a top thing, not a messy bed. I also think too that art, and I know this can be subjective, but art in a bedroom could be very wonderful just on a wall. And so I would take down anything that is a masculine sort of dude pictures. Like we don't want to see any chicks up there. We don't want to see any movie posters or anything, even if that's cool. Like you've got some, in something that costs five grand. We don't want that in the bedroom, put that in the hallway. So if you do choose art, make it to where you're designing for the future wife or girlfriend that you want as well as yourself. Right. But mainly for yourself too. Mainly for yourself. Absolutely. But I think that, you know, I have a couple of men right now that I'm designing for and, and I'm doing, and they said, well, think about when I have get a girlfriend too. I want you to consider that. And I find that amazing because we always don't think that guys are being considerate of who they might meet, but they're really wanting me to focus because they want to find love as well. So they don't want a big, huge dude ranch. They want something that's going to welcome a woman. And so by saying that, I say lighter colors. So lighter tones are very soft. Women respond to that. And so would they. And then also too, you know, if the sun's right, I think having anything fresh in there, like whether it's a plant, fresh flowers, it could be masculine if you like, but something that's very inviting is beautiful. And then also if you have a chair, anything like that, I don't know what your room's set up, but if you have an opportunity to make a place for two, that's what you do. And that's already kind of a feng shui thing. So top three things be clean, clean sheets, matching, if you will. It could be all white with a nice bolster for Kristen. Or it could be something I don't <laughs> want to be. Yeah. Something that's alive and calming in there like a plant. If you have an animal, that's even better. And think of artwork. And then if you have the opportunity to design with another person in mind, so instead of having a single hard wooden chair, have two. There's a place for her and you. That's a subconscious sort of thing that you're kind of throwing out there. I love that. I want to throw in my two cents as well from going through this so often. For guys who are so lost and don't have that point of view and don't have that style that we might want them to intrinsically have, defaulting to strong lines and symmetry and simpleness, I think is a good way to start. So like not getting sheets with designs on them or something and just sticking to clean basics. I think is a good place to start. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Agreed. And I think that in my head, that was a given. Because right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but thank you for clarifying that because all these guys may have gone out and started buying more ash. Right? Well, I just yeah. know how clueless some are, you know, and not to any fault of their own. They're just yeah. dudes. Yeah. yeah. And they just don't know. Really good to show guys that you're dating or, I mean, everything's so Instagram or socialized and media, you know, we see things, we see people's homes all the time. So sometimes it's like, well, guy, who do you admire? Whether it's 
you know, Bill Gates or whether it's American Flight Rock. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like anybody. Rock, you know, like go into their home, like look at <laughs> their website and you can show them like, oh my God, these guys, isn't that a cool room or something like that where it's like us, we are best friend or we see someone that we admire for their tenacity or what have you. And then we see how they live or the lifestyle of what they live. And, and that could be inspirational as well. Yeah. I actually have a couple of suggestions. So I use this site called Havenly. And sorry, I'm just going to take away from what Carla does. But like Havenly and Modsy are two great sites where you can see a whole bunch of different room designs of like real people. And then things are being improved for them. But on there, you can pay like $75 and they'll send you a list of 10 things you can put into your room. Like Havenly just sends you items that would go really well together. You tell them what your budget is if it's under $1,000. And you give your description of your room, they'll say, okay, here are some things that you can do to your room. And here's a mood board. They don't plan it out for you. Modsy, it's like $75. And they'll actually show you the furniture being placed, like the little accent pieces. So if you're not able to work with somebody like Carla, who I'm sure charges a lot of money because you do very beautiful designs. (laughs) But so if you do want to do it on the lower level, then that's a space to go and also a space for some inspirational ideas. But are there other magazines that you could recommend guys take a look at to try and figure out their style of what they like? Yeah. I think that what you just suggested was great. There's room for everybody. I go on sites all the time. I mean, I'm getting inspired all the time by other people's homes and and flavors and tastes. And I follow designers all the time on Instagram. So that's where we get inspired. good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. They have great ideas. And so... That's something I would suggest like for a guy, you know, there's a lot of gallery half is a store here in LA. They have a great Instagram posts that is very simple and beautiful. It's my flavor. So, but they can choose something like that. Um, Again, something, you know, have them pick somebody that they admire or like, oh yeah, I like that. And they could follow them or see their home or there's a a couple of great books out there, interior design books. And I was going to Mention, I know there's huge controversy right now with Ellen DeGeneres, but she does have some design books out there that are very interesting that you can see online. Things like that I would have guys do. But yeah, just- I mean, the thing is, is that we have, we have so many examples now. Can I list a few of my favorites? Because I kind of am yes. obsessed on Instagram with yeah, Savia. Yes, and then we're going to go to break. Yeah. Okay. So some of my favorites on Instagram are The Citizenry. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Joybird. Yeah. Article. And then just like West Elm or something, but those and Rejuvenation, those are my faves. Yeah. And I like like Studio McGee. I want to follow like Lindsay Brook Design, Heart in the Haven. Those are like LA designers that I follow. Yeah. But again, you have to go on and sort of get your own ideas as to what pulls you in and what you like and then go from there. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with Carla Sophia at carlosofiainteriors.com. All right. We'll be back in a sec. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. And now we're done with design. And we want to talk about dating from Carla's point of view. So 
you don't have to say how old you are, or I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but I want to hear about your experience of dating right now. So are you dating during COVID? Well, no and yes. Okay. So funny thing, I have. I've actually did the COVID coffee date. Which is what? Explain. A COVID coffee date is... I first had to do a little back history. My friend was busting my ass. I'm going to just say that out loud. Because I'm very busy with work. So I don't put myself out there all the time for dating. And so she's like, Carly, you really have to do that. I'm like, fine, fine, fine. So I did an app thing. I won't say which one, but I did an app thing. And I met somebody on there who... We talked for a few times. You do the Zoom sort of calling and seeing if there's some sort of mesh there. And then went on a COVID coffee date about a month or so ago when we were socially distancing with the mask on. Very safe. And it was okay. I mean, I think that my perspective of dating now is what I want now, I think is... Well, I'm going to say this. I understand now what I want compared to me wanting something in my 20s that I didn't know how to put into words or how to find. And not to get to self-help or, you know, like I'm at a psychiatrist's office, but it's just like, seriously, in my 20s and early 30s, I was, the things that I wanted in a relationship, I had to develop in myself first. So I did that. (laughs) And then now I can really define what I want from a man. And so... My dating is this. When I get to meet someone, it's really about, I want to see kindness, like universal kindness in them. And that's really important to me. And just to see how they interact with the people or how they live their life, it's so telling. And I think even with women, you know, and how you support other human beings, especially in this time in our world of what we're experiencing right now as as women and men. I find that to be very important. So my dating life is really based on, I don't have a lot of time. So I'm not going to go on tons of dates. I'm not going to square peg around a little bit, like where it's going to be a fit. So I'm not going to waste my time to meet you. And the same vice versa. I, I don't take it personally if it's not like I think, oh, there might be some potential. And the guy thinks, nah, she bugs me when she does this. So I'm cool with that. So tell me about your process when you were using an app, right? So oh. kindness is important, but like, what are those base level things that you're looking for first to see if somebody is kind? Like when you go on and scroll, were you looking for extremely handsome men, wealthy men, not wealthy men? Like what did your eyes draw to that got the guys past that first level? Okay. Clothed, they had to be clothed. I mean, anybody that's <laughs> not clothed or showing just a chest pick was, I can't handle that. I mean, that's right. I just can't. So they had to be clothed pretty much, unless they're on a beach with friends, then, then I can see that. But if it's anything cozy, it was just, that's just too narcissistic for me. Right. <laughs> so that was very important. And a certain sort of handsomeness. And I'm not talking about, wow, they need to be Christian Bale, Brad Pitt. But just to have some sort of sense, and usually I find that in their eyes, that's attractive. They love animals. So if there's anything with animals, I love that. And when they are, and this word is so overused, authentic, but when they're writing their little like, if they've taken the time to write something out, but it doesn't sound like, like they've just cut and pasted it from somewhere, you know, and of what they're looking for and what they're able to give, something really truthful and something that's sort of vulnerable, I love. 
Because what I'm looking for is someone who is is vulnerable. And by all means, I don't want to go on the first date. I'm not going to tell them everything about me on the first date, but I have nothing to hide. So eventually they'll know. And I'm extremely okay with being open and vulnerable. And I want that man to be as well. So I think when I see that show of vulnerability in what they have to say, that's very important. Then on the flip side, I love someone cheeky. Like I love a sense of humor. So if they've got that as well, it's like, wow, I'm in. Amazing. So what's more important to you, the opening message or the profile? Like what's your order of looking at it? Like, do you scroll through people's profiles or do you wait for people to write you? Oh, I've actually reached out to a couple of people. So is that what you mean? No, well, I was just, I was really asking like sort of which is more important. Like, so do you scroll and you say, okay, well, I like this person and you guys match. And then what happens? Do you typically like wait for, for like how important is that profile or like when does that profile come into play? And is a first message more important than the profile? I think so. I'm not a huge app or dating. So, right, if, right. so if I match, if I'm going to someone's profile and it's a match and I read it and, and it's appealing, I'll say something. I mean, it's just, why not? I mean, right. what, what yeah. do I have to lose? And we're on this app together, right? I mean, it's like, right. this is all, the whole point. So that's important, obviously, if they click back and I'll say something. I, I won't go into this huge, long message, but usually it's a comment. And one was a sparring. Uh, this guy and I were sort of sparring back and forth, which was hysterical because uh, you know that we are both are like dying every time we read each other's posts. So that was a lot of fun. And actually, I feel bad because I got super busy on a project and I, and I know that People will say it doesn't take too long, but sometimes you get so busy at home and then I haven't even looked at it for like two weeks. So it's like... Two weeks? I know. It's so bad. So then I think that they don't think I'm serious and I can understand. Well, let me ask you a question. So are you serious? Oh, look at you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am serious. I would love to find someone that I could be a part of their life and they could be a part of my life. And have fun with and love and... But if you take a two-week break, is it like a subconscious signal to the other person that I'm not really seeing you in that... Or you haven't hit those buttons yet where I'm seriously invested? Right. I can definitely see where they can see that. I mean, I would think the same thing. If I had someone, I guess that term is ghosting or like they were and all of a sudden they're gone. Or like I haven't been on it and I, I see that there's matches, right? That I haven't even looked at. So... I might respond like weeks later to their first inquiry or inquiry, like it's a job interview. Right. <laughs> kind of is. It really is. Husband of Carla Sophia. Yeah. yeah. But I think they understand that more than if I respond and then I don't. Unless right. I tell the truth. Like this is, I had a job up in San Francisco and I've been up there for a few weeks and I've just been sort of busy. So you're not saying that you've been talking with a person and then you disappear for two weeks. Oh, so if right. there is somebody... Right. Okay. So that's what yeah. I wanted to clarify. So if you are engaged and into somebody, yeah, would you put the phone down and forget it for two weeks? No, no, no. Really- Unless I said, hey, I'm leaving town for a week. I'm going to do some work. Okay. So I may not be on this. Or to be quite frank, I think a lot of times too, the experience has been we connect on the app and then it's kind of like, do you just want to move to texting and then a phone call? Because I mean, there's something to be said to like text a couple of times. It's fun, but 
if I want to have a texting partner, then I can be 12 and text my girlfriend's son. You know what I mean? And or right. oh, that sounded wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably like that. What would it take for you to go to that next level? Like for both of you, I'm going to ask you this question because like some guys ask for it too soon and some guys don't ever ask for it. How how do they know when you guys are at that point where they could say, hey, like let's take this offline and what's your phone number? Like how do you know when you're going to get a number back? Well, I, I do this generally with my banter clients or as I should call them, my sparring clients, because I do teach guys how to banter. Carla, I wasn't sure if you knew oh, that. Great. So I teach guys how to do that sparring that you loved so much. And that's always a concern is when do I ask for the phone number? And so I give a rule of thumb. If you can tell me three to four things about her that are not in her profile, it's cool to go in and ask for the phone number. If you can tell me more than like way more than that, you've missed the moment. And if you can tell me less, then you're not there yet. I love that. So many guys start and they just go immediately like, hey, you want to grab coffee? And she has nothing invested in you yet. There's no reason for her to say yes. And it's going to scare her away. It's almost like scaring away a little squirrel, which is the analogy I always use. You're trying to get it to come over and those big sudden movements will scare it away. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. So that's the rule of thumb for me. I love that. I didn't know that. Kristen, and that is awesome. And I love that because when you're saying that, those points about, you know, if you can tell me four things about her that's not on her profile, that's a perfect time. And thinking back to my experience, it's like, wow, that is a perfect time. Yeah. Or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like I can ask a guy for their number, you know, I guess if they, or if you want to take it off. But that also helps point the conversation in the right direction because you're not there to just spar. You yeah. are there to get to know something about somebody. Yeah. So yeah. as great as the banter can be to go right to, hey, let's get on text is still like, yeah. hey, mm, that's my personal phone number. Yeah. Like you don't know anything about me. I don't know anything about you. So a reminder to guys that there has to be some exchange of information as well, well as the banter. Right. The first couple lines can just be fun, useless banter. But then after the first... Uh, or after those first few lines, you have to get into what I call useful banter. And the useful banter is where you're still being fun and you're still being playful, but you're learning things about one another. It's not throwaway conversation. And it's not a dry information exchange either, where you're just like, what do you do for a living? Where do you like to eat out? Those types of things don't lend themselves to flirtation or tension or anything. So you want to be useful in your banter, but also fun and playful. Right. I'm wondering if I've talked to some of your clients or if I... <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're doing well, then yes, you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they're doing no, then there's somebody else's clients. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Okay. I do want to have one final question for you. So this is something that came up on another episode that was released recently about dating single mothers, but it was a woman who was in her late 40s. And so this question came up. If you meet a man who is in his 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, who has never been married or potentially never had a very successful long-term relationship. Is that a huge red flag for you? What does that mean to you? Okay, to me, well, if they don't Mm -hmm. have children, it's not. I don't have children, you know? So there could be many reasons why someone doesn't have kids. Physical reasons, timing, or whatever. Or desire. Or desire, exactly. You know, so I don't judge on that at all. I mean, for many reasons. If they haven't been married or 
You know, it's not. Trust me, I'm a red flagger. I can see them a mile away. And I now respond to them. We're in my 20s. It was like, yay, red flag, let me run closer. (laughs) But now it's kind of like, (laughs) you know, it's so funny. It's like, let me wrap myself up in that red flag. (laughs) But now when I see that, it's not necessarily a red flag. If I find that there's some qualities in that person that I want to get to know, it could be something like, okay, here's that. We can look at that later. Like there can be a reason. He could be a narcissistic, in love with himself type person and and, and all of that. Or it could be someone who just knows himself and hasn't met the right person. And I had someone say, say to me once, I was dating him, this was maybe like five years ago. And real quick, I was married once, long time ago. And after that, I had a long-term relationship, but I've never been married since. And so he said, there is a statistic, there, you're a stigma type thing that a woman in her early 40s who's not married is something, something. And I looked at him and I said, that's the craziest thing I've heard. Or it's like this. Yes, I guess that's a statistic, but I could be you or I could be a divorced guy because my wife had an affair. So I don't really believe in those. It's like, you don't have to be one or the other. The thing is, you have to be smart intelligent, and like really kind of know how to read people. So this could be a guy who's just didn't want to settle. George Clooney did it forever. Now look at him. Exactly. So I don't potentially use that as a red flag. I mean, I've seen people who on the surface look amazing. I actually dated a guy for three months. I know it sounds like I said a short time, but it was intense. And I thought he was of course, your girlfriends don't tell you until afterwards, like, really? And I'm like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me that? But I thought he was amazing. And he turned out to be just crazy. And it was short-lived because I'm a strong woman who sees red flags. And when I would see them, I would talk about them. So he saw that and decided, hey, she's not the one for me. So I guess to go back to your question, no, I don't judge them. I mean, that's something that will pop up most certainly in our story together sooner than later, because I would address it if it comes up. Right. And so if he had a very good answer, like let's say he were to say, you know what, for most of my life, I was never really worried or concerned, or it wasn't a top priority for me to be in a relationship. I love my work. I love my life. I love my independence. But recently I feel different. And now I'm more focused on finding an amazing partner. And I do want to get married. I do want to have a long-term relationship. And let's say he was 50 years old. Would that be acceptable for you? Or would that just be like, eh, red flag? No, that would be like, oh my God, fist bump. That's exactly like me. I mean, it's like, I would tell you, I mean, I've had that experience where there's been a long time where I focused just on myself and not in a selfish way, maybe, because I wanted to fine tune who I was career-wise. I wanted to fine tune myself who I was as a woman, like, what does love mean to me? How do I love my own self? What do I expect other people? You know, if I fall in love with someone, what do I expect him to give me? And then, I mean, these are things that, and when I say that, because I think when we're young, we think as women that the man is going to provide us, and I'm being gentle, with all of our answers. That love is going to be answered for us. And that is just not the case. We have to answer that for ourselves. And I had to work on that with me, on me for a long time, just because of my upbringing and my story, which is what it is. But so I get that story. I understand that story. And so I wouldn't judge that. Amazing. You're going to make a lot of men happy 
who are listening to this. <laughs> I did get a lot of people who wrote in because the other woman said, yeah, that would be a huge red flag. And then we just, we sort of went along the same path of talking it through and she came to the same place as you. But that initial reaction of, yeah, red flag. A lot of guys were like, oh, I'm screwed. Like, I'm never going to find a relationship. Like, that really hurt me in the core. That that's what her response was. So I'm glad that you had a different opinion. So we're going to end our show now because we are at 50 minutes and you have been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for talking to us about design and being so open about your own single adventures. (laughs) Carla, people, if they want to find out more information about how to work with Carla, get inspiration from some of her photos because some of her design work is absolutely amazing. And a lot of her design work, not some, is absolutely amazing. So go to Carla Sophia Interiors with an S. Yes. Dot com And then yeah. Kristen, if people want to spar with you and learn more about the four thing rule, how do they work with you? They go to kristenandchill.com and hit me up at kristen at kristenandchill.com as well if you have any questions because I know it's kind of confusing like how it all works. So if you have any questions, hit me up. I will answer them reluctantly, but I will answer them nonetheless. Hit her. (laughs) Hit her. Amazing. And if you want to find out more about how to attract, date, and get the women you want, go to winggirlmethod.com. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 